Hi, and welcome to the Quick and Dirty Romance Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Auntie Bell series. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker and If You Never Come Back. Each episode, we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less, but we promise to leave you satisfied. So we want to thank you for wherever you listen, dropping reviews and comments on the podcast. We love to see what you think. And if you haven't already read our books, please be sure to check them out after you have a listen and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes that you might have. But for today, it is celebration time. It is happy birthday. It is one year ago celebrations. It is looking back, looking forward, looking at now. Happy birthday to me and you, Sarah, as we get ready and also just a little bit past the release, the one-year release of Not Suitable for Work for me. That was September 24th, 2019. And Faker came into the world on October 8th, 2019, right? Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe, but yeah, like we've been at this for about a year. (laughs) That's so weird (laughs) and amazing, but weird. It is amazing. And it's a we- it's weird because with everything that's gone on in 2020, it's like we've been at this for one year and 20 years at the same time. <laughs> but a year ago, we were celebrating our milestones together in Nashville, um, being ladies out on the town, enjoying the honky tonks, drinking whiskey, and having a general good time talking about absolutely everything we could think of. Um, I don't know. It was a... That was a great time. I, I, w- I would go back right now. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking about that, like how, I don't know, just it was so fun. And I know that that was the first time we had met like face to face in person, but we had obviously spent so much time like DMing each other and texting each other and talking on the phone that it honestly just felt like meeting up with a friend that I had seen a million times before, which was, I think obviously shows how well we get along and how what good friends we are so yeah like I I mean not that anyone could have predicted what 2020 was going to be like you know in 2019 but I definitely did not think we were going to be in a place where we couldn't see each other face to face for the foreseeable future so I feel myself looking back on all like the photos we took in Nashville and like reminiscing about how fun that was (laughs) So that's where I'm at right now. (laughs) Yeah, same. We had plans to do author events in the spring of this year. We were, we were all set. I was going to come to the West coast. It was great. Um, And you're right. Like it, it, in some ways it it makes me super sad, but then to look back at the photos and think about all of it, it it makes it even more like importantly wonderful um, that we did get to do that time. And then of course, just setting the resolve that we will have time in the future um but yeah it was it was fantastic and it really was like immediately like being with an old friend I mean yes we had known each other virtually but clearly it was like it was just so easy to hang out with you I mean I was telling you all my (laughs) all my fun secrets uh and just getting to show you around my hometown and and we ran into my cousin out at Shelby Bottoms and you were like, oh, my God, we're literally in your book right now. And I was like, I know, it's great. <laughs> that, it was so, like, 
And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but when I went to Nashville, Sky, you gave me like a tour of all of the spots in Nashville that inspired not suitable for work. And I was like squealing. I, I was so excited to see all the places that like Ben and Celeste hung out and where like Ben lived and where they got like after work, happy hour drinks. And like, that was just super, it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It was great. Can I ask you like, what was your favorite? Like, maybe you don't have one favorite memory of our girls' trip to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite moment that we? Sh- I'm putting you on the spot, and I. Yeah. But like, because I can think of like one moment that I really appreciated. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. What's coming to my mind is listening to my cousin's band while I taught you to drink whiskey. Um, (laughs) That was the start of a really great night. And we like went on to other bars and had really great fun. But like we were at a bar listening to my cousin's band and it was just like very, very both Nashville and fun. Um, That's definitely one of one of, yeah, that's the one that jumps out to me. Although then it's like, oh, but wait, there's this also, also just like talking to you and like telling you, like just talking and talking and talking. What about you? Um, okay, I love that you, first of all, thank you for teaching me how to drink whiskey, because <laughs> before that I did not know how, and I was like, it, it was just a problem, because I thought it was disgusting, but now I can actually drink it, and have it not be a problem, Yay. so thank you for that, yes, um, so my favorite was when, okay, we went to dinner, um, the, our first full day there to the barbecue place that I can't remember the name of, but it was so good, um, and we were talking about relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember? And like, we were just talking nonstop about guys, relationships, life stuff. And I just like, I don't know. I just thought that was really fun because I felt like I was talking to a friend that like, that, like it, it was a conversation that I've had a million times before with so many other of my really good friends. And it was cool to have that conversation with you in person yeah, if you were, if you remember what I'm talking about, without I do. Yeah. Um, and then I have a second favorite, which was like, it's more funny, but like later that night when we got an Uber to go back to the Airbnb, and the really nice, you know, woman who was driving us to back to our Airbnb, and I don't know what, why we got on this topic, but we started talking about like threesomes, and then I like, do you remember that? I don't, do you I don't know and then like and then I realized like we got to keep our voices down because there's like there's a woman in the car <laughs> driving us and so I started talking like soft anyway sorry that is probably way too much information and you probably don't remember that but like I do oh you do okay good good <laughs> I remember that conversation I remember all the conversations I remember being like all right so I've got things I want to tell you and it was just like just op- kicked open a door. It was like, I'm going to tell you everything I can think of. And yeah, we talked about everything we could think of. And it was just like, not in the least bit weird. Cause it was like, no, this is my friend. It's completely amazing. No. I remember the Uber with the party lights. Like, oh my gosh. That was amazing. Yeah. And yeah. then I remember being um, in our little black dresses down in the Gulch, which is very nemesis, but you didn't know nemesis at that time. Uh, I was explaining that, but I remember that. And then going and taking photos at the wings, which is like one of the most bachelorette party things you can do. And you were like, no, I don't want to. And I was like, get over there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that sounds, that's usually me, like me saying, I don't want to do this thing. And then like somebody else telling me like, no, you have to do it. But it was cute because like neither one of us were getting married, but nope. we still did it. So. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. That was, that was great, great fun. And I guess obviously now, since we are talking about this on the podcast, we will have to post some of those photos to go along with it, um, which I will do happily because they are fantastic. Um, so yeah, all I mean, it was a great celebration. It was a great moment for both of us arriving at this place where our books were either out in the world or on the verge of being out in the world. And we were able to take a moment and celebrate with each other. Um, so for the rest of today's podcast, I mean, we're kind of talking about the past here and sort of reminiscing very well, but um, just thinking about what it was like at that moment as a published author or a, on the verge of published author and how, how we've gone from there. Um, like, what do you remember about that time? Did it feel like, you know, on the eve of a birth birthday as a kid, did it like, how did, how was it for you? I, so I remember feeling really excited, but also like, because I had never published a book before, so I didn't really know what to expect. So I feel like I was really, um, like, I don't, just really happy all the time, which is great. Um, but because I didn't know what to expect, I also, like, didn't prepare myself for some parts of, of it. Like, you know, like getting tagged and, like, negative reviews and stuff like that. Like, that was, that's never fun. And, I mean, like... I'm sure that'll still happen, you know, for as long as I write books. But I, I think I was just like, ah, everything's gonna be great. <laughs> and it was overall, it was great. But it was also like, oh, wait, that really sucked when that person like said that mean thing about my book on Twitter. <laughs> so mm. I, I guess I just remember like navigating the whole idea of how, like, I was just navigating having a book out in the world and trying to figure out like, okay, do I need to respond to every single thing that like, people send me or is it okay if I like if I just take a day and like don't talk to anybody because I just kind of want to like have a moment to myself and reflect on like what I've accomplished um so it was just kind of a lot of like just navigating craziness I guess which which is I mean that's kind of what we're doing right now in a different way but um but yeah it was overall really exciting and really really a really really cool moment and not that I'm not excited to release Simmer Down because I'm super excited, but it's just a different, like, I feel like I know what to expect this time. So it's not as much butterflies in my stomach, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. How do you feel about, like, where you were? Well, the day I released Not Suitable for Work, and it's, of course, you know, our experiences are similar and different because, it, like, I'm a self-published author. So, like, I had chosen that day and kind of did the run up to it. The day I felt like I was walking on air, like it was just such a special day. It was like, and you know, I'm going through, I remember I was, I taught spin class that morning. I taught school that day, but the whole time I'm going through those parts of my life, I'm like, it's my day. And then, um, you know, I was super excited for it. And like the reception went really, really well. I had a great amount of people who came on board uh, to help me do the book launch. Of course, you being one of many, but like super important. And then like my oldest friend, um, she's a bookstagrammer. She sent me uh, Iris's 
as as like a congratulations because that's the Tennessee State flower. So it was super great. Um, but I just remember thinking like, okay, I've started this thing. And like I, I saw this through to a place that I wanted it to be. And it was super meaningful because there were there was time in the summer of that year before I decided to self-publish that I, I was actually contemplating just leaving it all like just shelving all of the manuscripts and just being like I'm not doing this I can't do it um so it was very very triumphant but what you're saying about simmer down does make sense because of course I've released again by my discretion but like when off the record came out in December it was exciting again but it was an entirely different situation it was not suitable for work it was like oh my god I've done it and off the record it was like yeah this is right it feels right because like I had waited so long and as you know I have a ton of material so it was it was a different kind of satisfied but it was I mean it was still very special when off the record came out as well but it was very much more of a like firm resolve as opposed to just like this effervescent feeling um mm-hmm. as we went into it um so yeah you know it was it was great it was like but beginning to go to Nashville and like getting to show you around Nashville when you had been such a great champion of the book. It was so amazing. Um, I wish that it was not the situation that we are in. So then I would just suggest, you know, we just like do an on location ladies trip for simmer down and celebrate. Cause I could use a beach vacation. Oh my God. I, Oh God. I so could right mm-hmm. now. I think everybody is just like, I think everybody's just done with, the state of the world right now and that I would absolutely love to get the hell out of mm-hmm. here go to a beach someplace well, but you know well okay so if we're talking past pet present and future and we're talking the state of the world what are you working on now you want to talk about should we should we yeah, we yeah. On? I think that's a good idea so I um I'm, I'm working on a third rom-com romance for my publisher, Berkeley. And that is called um, On Location. And that is due out sometime in 2021. I don't have a release date yet because the world is ending, obviously. So, um, But that is another um, kind of like an enemies to lovers romance between um, crew members on an outdoor TV show uh, that's shooting um, in Utah in the national parks. So I think I, I had a really nice time writing it. I think it's a really fun concept and there are a lot of um, really cute moments of like banter and fighting that turn into heat and steam and love, like everything else that I write is. So I'm really, really excited about that. And I'm really excited to share that with everybody sometime next year, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so that is what I'm working on. And then I'm also working on a couple of other writing projects that like, I can't, again, this is so annoying, but like, I can't talk about them because they're still being like worked out and finalized. Um, and you're not supposed to talk about them until they're, um, completely, completely figured out, but they're really exciting. And I think you guys will like them (laughs) as annoying as that sounds, but yeah, so that's what I'm working on right now. What are you working on right now? guy for the future what's up next for you oh it's um it's a tough call you know um because I mean this uh upcoming up in October 
I'm super excited because I'm going to be able to be an author. And fortunately, it's going to be remote, but through a book con uh, from Louisville, Kentucky. And so I'm super excited to be able to be part of that organization. And, and the Louisville, Louisville Book Festival um, has been great about shifting to the online forum. And, you know, we're going to do it digitally this year. Uh, and I'll get so I'll get to be able to talk up the books and do different things. Um, but I'm, um, of course, I wish it could be in real life. And hopefully next year we can. Um, I am considering taking Not Suitable for Work wide. It has been an Amazon exclusive, and I think it's about time to see what happens if I release it wide. Um, and then, of course, you know, it's just, it's like, when do I, when does the next Auntie Bell book come out? Um, because if you guys have been listening for a while, you know, like, it's actually written. It's, it's there. It's not done. Um, there's a lot of editing to do. But Megan's story is on deck. And I was just hearing from someone on Instagram yesterday that they were really hoping that James, uh, Ben's brother from Not Suitable for Work, gets a book. And I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it just kind of gives me the life to be like, oh, yeah, I've got more stories. But I don't know. I don't know if it's time yet. I'm thinking probably early 2021 for a release of Megan's book. Um, I just I need to keep kind of going with what we're working on and like just sort of trying to continue to to work with the books that I have I think before I release another one um and then one of these days as you and I have discussed I am going to be working on a new uh probably some sort of memoir slash fictionalized nonfiction story but in the meantime uh mostly just author events and trying to write trying to write creatively now but we'll see yeah yeah, I'm really excited to hear about more. Can I ask? Okay, so Megan and James, are they a couple or do you want to keep that a secret? <laughs> no, uh, I won't. They are not a couple. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Um, I just didn't know because you mentioned them. Yeah, but. I kind of mentioned them together. So Megan's book is the one that is tapped to be book four at this time, um, which if you've read Nemesis, Megan is Liv's best friend. Uh, and then James, he kind of circles us back to a different kind of situation um, after we see Megan go. Um, but he, his lady has not been introduced yet. And then the final book, theoretically, as it stands in the series right now, is Jesse Storms, uh, the pop star from Off the Record. So, yeah. That's, That's kind of how it plays out. We'll see. I'm really excited. I mean, obviously, I know that it's important to go at your own pace. And I mean, that's the beauty of being an indie self-published author is that nobody gets to tell you what to do. You do whatever the hell you want, whenever you want. And I think that's wonderful. Um, and I would never want you to push yourself to write a book when you're not ready. But I'm, I mean, I know everybody else, we're all ready for your books whenever you want to give them to us. So. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I love the energy with which people come back and they're like so who has this story who has it like where is this story and just like in terms of trivia like almost everybody has a story um whether it's it's fully fleshed out or not but there's a prequel trilogy to the Auntie bells that goes down in the 80s and 90s in nashville um and it all has to do with like celeste's parents and then the people that they know so like i've got material <laughs> it's just you know, what is the right pace? And releasing books one, two, and three so quickly felt right because I wanted them out in the world. You know, like I wanted people 
to have this little arc and to get into this world. But now, yeah, it's like, how fast do I release? And then, of course, I mean, just because they're written doesn't mean they're ready for for consumption. <laughs> they got right. a long way to go. But, um, but yeah, just trying to work through all that right now and, like, decide what the pace is. We'll see. We'll see. I think that's awesome. I'm, ex- I'm excited. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. Well, I'm excited for Simmer Down and to hear more about On Location. Um, <laughs> very, very fun. All right. So since it is our book birthday, let's just do a little lightning round kind of thing of trivia. Um or any kind of like details about the book or even the book publishing process that you remember. I think the Nashville trivia was a pretty fun way to kick this off. Honestly, I had not thought about the Uber, <laughs> the Uber <laughs> combo uh, and the need to keep our voices down and be ladies <laughs> with manners. But, uh, um, but yeah, just like any sort of inside, like if I wanted to go back and read Faker again, or as I'm getting ready for summer down, like, I don't know, give me something. Okay. I have a couple things now that I think about it. So um, in Faker, so when I first wrote Faker, I based um, Emmy Emmy's Workplace, which was like the power tool distributor company. I used to work at a power tool distributor company. And, um, and I don't think I've ever told anybody this other than like my coworkers who, who I was friends with at this place, who all work at different places. Now nobody works there anymore. Um, so when I was writing the first draft of this, I used um, real names of people that I worked with. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Um, and then when I got when I got like interest from my agent, when she's like, "Oh, can I read your full manuscript?" I was like, "Absolutely." And then I had to like run back into the manuscript and change everyone's name because I didn't want, you know, like my real previous coworkers to be mentioned in any capacity, but I did, I did miss one person's name and, but it was a very, like, it wasn't anything like negative. It was just like one mention of, um, it was actually, if you remember reading, like there's a part where Tate and Emmy are talking at the end and they're filling out the relationship disclosure form or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they have to turn it into Scott in accounting. Well, Scott in accounting is a real person. <laughs> he was great. I loved Scott in accounting. Um, he doesn't work there anymore. But that's one name that I forgot to change. And I like Scott is wonderful. I don't think he would ever read this book. So it was fine. <laughs> like, that, um, so that's a funny thing that I will never do again. I'm never going to use a real person's name um, in a book because that sucked trying to change everyone's name um and then another sorry emmy always emmy yeah she was always emmy yeah okay yeah um and i don't even remember where i heard that name from like i think i just heard a name randomly and i was like oh that's a cute name i like that name and i just like stuck with that nobody ever made me change it so i kept it um and also another piece of trivia um for Simmer down. Um, there, if you read uh, Faker and Faker's epilogue, you know that Hawaii is a big um, part of the book and the epilogue. And Simmer Down takes place in Hawaii, specifically Maui. And Tate and Emmy have a cameo in um, Simmer Down. But I don't want to say what it is or like what happens or what goes down. I just if that is important to you, I think you should read Simmer Down <laughs> to see 
how they show up. Yes. <laughs> I love that that's an Easter egg because it's not a sequel. These books are not connected. It's just they happen to have a little cameo. And I think that's brilliant. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. What are? How about you? What are some little trivia tidbits or little nuggets from your series that you'd like to share? You don't have to share if it's too personal. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about, that's interesting. Um, I'm thinking about the, it's, it's interesting that you led with like the names and everything, but I never did that. Uh, what that made me think of is that one of the things that I had to change, this is super random, but it's, it's funny to me. Um, in the opening scenes of Not Suitable for Work, Celeste, walk, Celeste walks into the office building and she's describing the scene and she says something about like the whir of a copier in the distance. The term used to be the thunder of a copier in the distance. And this is funny to me because this was changed thanks to um, my former agent who was doing the edits on it. And she was like, copy machines don't thunder. And what I realized that I was doing was imagining... <laughs> the version of a copy machine that I'm aware of thanks to the New York City Department of Education, which are those monstrous Rizzo machines, which you may remember from like elementary school, which yes, they are still a thing. So when I go to make copies, it's like of this paper. And so like, I don't think of like the genteel sound of like, Foom. and so I was like, oh yeah, I have to, um, I have to think how people in corporate America work because I've worked as a teacher for my entire career. Um, so that was like one of the super random, like tiny details that like, I'm really glad she noticed. And I don't think it like made or break the story, but it was just like one of those things was like, Oh, right. That's how they do it. in in the other world. Um, but yeah, no, there's like, man, there's tons of trivia in the, in the book. And a lot of it I have shared, like when we started this podcast, such as like, Watch out for girls who drink whiskey is a real lifeline that was said to me. And the whole thing about in the scene where Celeste is walking downtown with Ben and she's talking about playing laser tag and playing pub trivia. Those are all things that I've done. Um, I guess, I guess my favorite trivia from there is just the way I really think my favorite thing about not suitable for work and the sort of trivia with it that I can't talk too much about is the fact that, other than the boss, basically everyone you meet in that book has their own story. And so, like, it, it's like I always want to know when someone has read the book who I'm close to. I'm like, who did you like best? Who was your favorite side character? Because I know their story, too. And so then I'm like, oh, okay, okay, you can get that later. Um so, like, even when Celeste's mom talks in, on Thanksgiving Day about how her cooking business started with, like, pot candy, and Celeste is like, what? It's like this super tiny moment, but there's a whole scene about that in the prequel book. So, like, if you like Not Suitable for Work, and if you like the side characters, feel free to DM me and ask me a question about them, because I've got trivia on every one of those side characters by now. Except for Mr. Rawlings, he does not get his own romance novel. I'm sorry. You can probably, like, fan fiction that one. Somebody can. So, yeah. I love that. That's, that's amazing to hear. I love that. Yeah, it's fun. And then I guess, like, with Celeste's mom, I didn't really intend this, but my sister, when she read the book, said that it felt like a cross between our mother and our grandmother. So I guess that must have been some kind of subconscious thing. But, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's cute. But 
it's been out for a year. It's, you know, it's, it's amazing. And here we are. And it feels like another step. I mean, like, I really, I'm really glad that we got to take this moment and just kind of honor this step together. I'm glad we got to do it a year ago. And I'm super excited to see where we go next. But for now, this has been great for me, Sarah. Was it good for you? Hell yeah, it was good for me. Thank you guys so much for listening as we celebrate our first birthday. If you like what you hear, please, please leave us a review on your on iTunes or wherever you listen. And if you haven't already read our books, they are Not Suitable for Work and Off the Record and Nemesis by me, Sky McDonald, and Faker. And If You Never Come Back by Sarah Smith and next month, Simmer Down as well. You can find us on Twitter at Quick and Dirty Rom and on Instagram at Quick and Dirty Romance. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WriterSkyMcD. And you can find me also on Twitter and Instagram. I am at author Sarah S. We love to hear from you, so reach out and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. Quick and Dirty Romance is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you later. Bye.